Welcome back to Off the Cuff. I'm joined by an old friend. Yes. Uh, some some may know him as Clarity from the Vine days. You mm. might still know him from Clare, as Clarity from Instagram or live on stage. Uh, but also, you know, Mr. Greg Davis. How are you, sir? Man, I'm good. D Lops, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good, bro. It's crazy how like um, things come full circle sometimes. It's like uh, before I saw that you were coming on the show, I thought I like thought I thought about you like two weeks ago because me and my brother were talking uh, about when he went out to L.A. and he met you. Oh, and he, oh and he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, yo, I played like basketball with them. He was like, yo, you want to know who took it mad serious? He's like, Clarity took it mad serious. Bro, I'm, a fucking, bro, I'm so competitive, bro. It's, it's bad. Yeah, so it's crazy. And then, like, two weeks later, I was just like, yeah. I was like, what was he doing? He was like, yo, he's playing defense and shit. He was like, <laughs> he was acting like that shit was the NCAA tournament. I started cracking up when he said that. He was like, yo, he was the man. He was like, I just remember when we played basketball, he was guarding me like it was game seven. I was like, yo, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. bro. <laughs> and I'm little, so I got to overcompensate for people think I'm a punk. Hey, listen, man. I I got my own Napoleon complex. I'm a I'm only five nine, so like I know I know what it's like. Um, <laughs> so listen, man. Uh, you're a comedian, influencer, actor, but uh, obviously it all started with acting. We were talking a little bit before. Um, all right, I gotta ask though. Were you ever scared on the set of Gullah Gullah Island by by like one of the monsters? one of the dinosaurs and shit because every once in a while, like I have those moments where I think I'm like, yo, they're acting. Yeah. Like this dinosaur is a real thing. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. were there people, yeah. were there people in those? Yeah. Yeah. So actually um, the, the, the guy who played Binya Binya, his name, well, we had two of them. The first one. Oh yeah. Yeah, two yeah. Dudes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so um the other the other animals like the bird, pelican, whatever, that was like a puppeteer. Okay. But Binya Binya was a real dude inside. His name was Philip D. Garcia. Cool cat, break dancer. It's sad, man. He was like the first two seasons, and then like he had a wife and a kid, and then one day between seasons, he was driving, got into a car accident, and died. Damn. Yo. Vinya Binya was my guy. Yo, shout out to Phila. Rest in peace, dog. That sucks. Family, yeah. So, so, but then we got a new guy, the third in season on. It was this new cat. I don't even remember his name, but everybody was so broken up on Phila. It was like, yeah. we were kids, too. Yeah, that's what I I'm knew. saying. It's just like, hold on, wait, like, Vinya Binya's still here, but Phillip's not here? That's got to be tough. That's that's Bro, it's too weird at that age experiencing something like that. Like having your, because we just filmed an episode and we were like, all right, I think we had just finished the season. It was like, right, everybody was cool. He was, he was yeah. cool. He was a break dancer, like, you know, Filipino dude, long hair. Like he was cool. Young cat, like twenties, like young. Yeah. Cat. Damn. That's terrible. And then one day we got a call, like tragic news, Philip. We like, what? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then they were like, yeah. So uh, we're, we're shooting though still on Tuesday and you're nine. You're like, what the fuck? What's going uh, on? This business is fucking they don't, the show, that's that phrase, the show must go on. They, they mean that shit literally. Oh, I'm sure. Listen, um, so who got you in the acting? So my parents did, bro. So I, I got suckered into thinking I could become a Power Ranger. Oh. 
and because so every <laughs> so every I was when I was younger, bro, I was obsessed with two things. Uh, Bruce Lee movies and Power Rangers. I took karate and stuff. So every day okay. after school, I would race home, and I would only want to watch Power Rangers and 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 like I love Lucy and like Bruce Lee movies every day without fail. Yeah, and the original the original guess, Power Ranger shit though, like that new shit got bro, all the weird. That new shit is trash. Yeah, that new shit is whack. New and, it's awful, bro. It's awful. Terrible. Like whack. Yeah. And so I used to watch the old school 1994 version when I was a kid. Yep, and uh, I loved it so much, and I took karate as a kid too, so I think that's why I liked it. But anyway, I guess my parents, like any parent, you concerned with your kid being a slot, all they want to do is just watch TV. You don't want to move, which is funny enough because I grew up to be in this business, a filmmaker. I'm obsessed with movies, you know. Yeah. So I get it now, but my parents, and not knowing what to do, they were just like, we just want him to be active and not just playing, hanging in the neighborhood. Because I grew up in a in in that neighborhood where it's typical, you know what I'm saying? My parents didn't want me right around that stuff. So they were like, we need to give him some activity. So I, cause I asked them, I was like, how did y'all get it started? Cause I just remember watching Power Rangers. My mom comes in the house one day and she goes, <laughs> and I'm sitting in front of the TV. She goes, they must've had ever been talking about it. Right. Like, do you want to be an actor or something? You want to try acting? What do you think about acting? I was like, acting. I was like, well, what's that? And, and at the time I was watching Power Rangers and she pointed to the TV. She was like, what they do. And she meant acting. And I looked at the TV like, you mean I get to be a Power Ranger? And she was like, yes, boy. Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I, like, get, I get to fight. I get to meet Zordon. That's fire. Bro, I went to the, I went to the, because uh, they interviewed you, right? To see if you like, if you got Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizzazz or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever, yeah. What, you know, they're like, why are you here? And I was like, my mom told me I could be a Power Ranger. So where's Zordon and all the putties? My mom was like, just stop, shut up, boy. Answer the latest questions. I mean, I am. Yeah. I, was, I felt betrayed, dog. I felt betrayed. I was like, where's Zordon? Where's Rita? And she was like, boy. <laughs> Yo, Rita, so, Rita used to scare the shit out of me. Man, Rita. But when I think about Rita now, I'm like, man, who who's Filipino auntie? <laughs> like, she's such a, she was so random. I know. And she would like scream and shit. And I don't think she spoke English because it was like super dubbed. At the time, you think it's normal. Yeah, I was like, this is this is horrible editing. <laughs> if I watch it now, I'm like, yeah, this is really bad casting. It was awful. <laughs> it was so it was, bad. Bro, that was a hit back in the day. Hell yeah. Dude, oh, I used to I used to run home. Yeah, dog. And watch like reruns and shit. Yeah, dog. Yeah. And watch it. I remember. Who was your favorite ranger? Tommy. Tommy, yeah. I mean, it was red, and then everybody had a had a crush on the pink ranger. Yeah, everybody liked Jason, the leader, and then, you know, uh, Kimberly, the pink. But Tommy was the outlaw. He came in as the green ranger. He turned into the white ranger. Plus, yeah. he was a bad guy that he turned him good. Yeah, he had, oh, a, fire, he had a fire-ass flute. Yeah. That was him, right? Yeah. And then, oh, man. That shit would come out mad big. Ew, ew, ew. Can we talk about uh, how they made the Black Ranger, the black uh, the black guy, the Black Ranger? Bro, I think about that still. I'm like, how non-fucking aware were these motherfuckers? But that's the 90s for you. And then, the, and then the Asian Ranger was in a yellow Yo, costume. Who approved that? That was not PC at all. And they were cool with it, and that's probably why they did it, too. They probably, at the time, though, man. That's not a coincidence to me. Nah, it's not. I think that was subliminal. But the fact that they, the, the studio and the networks let that shit slide, 
there was no con but that goes to show you how embedded in our culture even at that time whether it's conscious or unconscious racial bias and prejudices are fucking embedded into the fabric of our society, my G. Oh, yeah. And it's so much so that you would fucking think, like, yeah, let's make the Black Ranger the Black. Let's make the Black guy the Black Ranger and make the Asian girl the Yellow Ranger. Like, yeah. And let's make the it. white boy the all American, all American white boy red, because you know, red, white, and blue is fucking yeah. country. And he's got to be Bruh. the leader. And he's got to be the leader. Jason's punk ass. Yeah, like, he yeah. wasn't even the. Uh, Tommy will whoop Jason's ass, dog. Yeah, yep. Yeah. This is very true. This is very true. And he did. <laughs> he did on a couple of episodes. Um, that's why they had to make him an ally. <laughs> yeah, they had to. It's like, yo, this dude keeps busting our ass. We got to be friends with this guy. <laughs> Kelly, go, Kelly, go over there. Do something to him. Go, 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 go. Yeah. It took five of them, and they still couldn't beat him. He was like, all right, fuck it. I just joined y'all. Y'all yeah, need to he, he, he was a savage. Um, yeah, bro. But no, but that's wild, though, because you want to know what's like um, back then. Obviously, it's like not on the grand scheme of it. But it's like, I feel like if a Black Ranger came out now and he was in a Black uniform, it would it would be perceived differently. It would be an empowering type of casting. That's a good point. That's a good I, think, point. I think back then, well, like, perfect example is like, you know, uh, God bless that uh, with Chad Chadwick yeah. Boseman. You know what I mean? Like, people were like, yo, I don't get what this movie means. I was like, yo, like, you have to understand what this movie means to millions of kids that not even us kids kids it's like you know like listen like everybody was throwing the, the everyone it, it didn't matter what your race was but black people my my friends who were black who have black children they were just like yo it was just so fucking dope that's it that's what it was it wasn't like a big thing like i'm talking like on the smallest scale i was like yo like do you see black panther yeah he's like yo i took my kids that shit was fire. One of my boys was like, yo, I felt like like when I saw him for the first time, like like one tear came down my face. That, uh, and I was bro, just that, like, yeah, I was like, like I feel Denzel it. That Denzel in glory tear. Yeah, that glory tear. He was like, yo, he's like, I just saw how pumped up my kids were. And he was like, yo, it was wild. And I was just like, yeah, all right. Nice. We can't, we, like, because in any profession, that's why, like, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm very, uh, as Pete Davidson would say, miscellaneous in the face. Like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, um, depending on, like, how my hair is, what hat I have on, I get racially profiled all the time. But when you're black, you can't really hide that. You know what I mean? Um, I don't. When you were growing so how long did you, you were born in Florida. How long did you live in Florida? Born and raised. <laughs> I didn't move to LA nineteen. Oh, okay. No, no, I moved after I graduated high school, like a week. So I was seventeen or eighteen when I left Orlando and went. Okay, to okay. So um, you uh, born and raised in Orlando. Tell me what life was like in Orlando for like those first nineteen years before you started like acting full time in LA. What was your neighborhood like? Yeah. What were your friends like? Mm -hmm. Um. You know, like, because you alluded earlier that your parents saw kind of what was going on outside and they were like, let's get this kid to be a fucking Power Ranger. And try and get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Try and get him out of here. Get out of here. Uh, well, yeah, bro. Like, I mean, uh, sometimes cliches are cliches for a reason, I guess. But I'm from Orlando, bro. I was born in this neighborhood called Tangelo Park. And uh, I went from Tangelo to Pine Hills. The nickname of Pine Hills is Crime Hills. Yeah. So, like, 
I, also, I didn't know anything different. When you're a kid, you're from a place you don't. The only time you see anything different is on TV. Yeah. So I didn't have a different experience. Like I was just from Orlando. Like I thought it was normal. So I'm from the South, man. Like you know, where big rims and like on some Miami, like Trick Daddy dollar, like the South. Slow down, chop and screwed music, gold teeth, grills, dreadlocks, niggas wearing their pants down to the ankles, you know, candy yep. coated caprices and old, like 1974 box caprices. The, the rims cost more than the car, systems. Big the body car, whips. Big body whips, like girls that look like Nicki Minaj and Trina. I saw that in middle school and high school. Like that whole, this whole fad right now is a whole replay of what just I grew up with. But like, <clears throat> like my neighborhood. Yeah, you know, credit to my parents because I think, you know, my first time seeing somebody get shot, bro, I think I was like five, six. That's wild. And it was my next door neighbor. His twin brother shot his brother. Wow. We're playing, not on purpose. I think they were playing with a gun. Right, right, right. And so, like, they came crying. This girl came knocking on the door and I answered the door. My parents must was in the back doing something. I don't know, but yeah. I, my little fast ass answered the door, and it was this girl standing there screaming and crying and panicking. But I was too young to register. I thought she was playing a game. Right, so she was crying, saying, ah, and I was like, "Yeah, just like what? What's going on?" And then my parents was like, they heard the commotion, so they came to the front, and my mom was like, "What's going on?" And then all I remember, she was like, "Get in the back." You know, oh yeah. Like, and when, then, when shit got serious, your parents sent you to the back. Sent you to the back. Yeah, they don't and want you to see it. I like, found out that, you know, right next door, I started seeing ambulances pull up. I'm seeing gurneys. I'm like, I think I've seen this on TV before I'm in a society. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, great movie. Oh, God. Classic That's movie. my guilty pleasure are just hood movies. I know, sadly. Sadly. Paid in full. I've seen like 10,000 times. I was just telling this white dude who taught me... Uh, this guy, his name is Mitch Abel, and I get back to that. But I'm yeah. always, he's a white dude, and he's regular dude, but he's he's an investor trader. He taught me how to do something. He's a dope ass trader. Side note, he makes good money, and so one day he really impressed me with his profit losses for the day. And I was, his name is Mitch. Yeah. I was like, bro, I'm gonna start calling you money making Mitch in like the Zoom room I was in, and it's like yeah. a bunch of older white people, so they have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're just and like. <laughs> Blue clarity. Like, <laughs> bro. I was like, all right, it's this movie. I need you to watch it. It's a good movie, but it's played in full. One of the characters' name is Mitch. His three best friends, and they named him Money Making Mitch. And they were like, he was like, all right, is that right? Clarity, why is that so? And I was like, because he makes so much damn money. They started calling him Money Making Mitch. So it's funny you reference paid in full, bro, because I, I had reference that the other day. But anyway. Yeah, no, nah, but um, the other thing, too, is like also like, uh, the OGs are really always nice to kids. So like when like stuff happens to them, you're like, what the hell? How does this stuff happen? You know, how do people get hurt like that? So, you know, for you, when you moved to LA, yeah, where'd you move to in LA? So I moved to this um, apartment complex. So, okay, the first month I moved to this thing called Oakwood Apartments where it, it was my mom had did research and this is where a lot of actors and stuff went their parents and went with their kids right. because it's a furnished place and you pay rent for the month and it's month to month and it's furnished because especially if you're moving from you know out of state or yeah you, you don't got shit yeah so I stayed there for a month and after that I signed a lease that I could not afford yeah. <laughs> uh, in Studio City at the time it was called Oak I forgot the name of it, the legacy or whatever. But anyways, it's a nice apartment. I mean, whatever. Right. Uh, rent was 
you know, I couldn't, after five months, I had to like move out. Yeah. But it was in Studio City, like Vine, Vineland, and Ventura. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Studio City, Vineland, Ventura. But anyway, um, that's the apartment I first moved to. But after that, after I like ended up, I ended up getting like evicted slash whatever. So I ended up <laughs> LA, LA. Like I had to go find a cheap ass apartment because I really, I was on my own. Like I wasn't back home anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like I had to like make money to pay rent, have places to live. Like you're not with your parents anymore. Yeah. And so I remember having to go to like LA, dog. <laughs> like LA. Yeah. And I, had, I didn't even really know until I found out. I'll tell you how I found out. You know, and I had like this girl was renting out a couple rooms. She had a couple other guy, random people from Craigslist type stuff. And uh, so I remember I was walking around the neighborhood one day and I thought it was whatever cool. But I, I had this thing. If you notice, I always just like wearing bandanas. It's not a gang thing. That's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like even from Vine days, but I always had a like, and I wasn't trying to be some people like wearing hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason hats never looked good on my head. Bandanas, so, bandanas had their run for a long time, especially with bro. like J- Jadakiss and like Dipset and you know everybody was rocking bandanas on their heads. People were rocking paper towels on their heads. Bro, paper towels like Jadakiss yeah. album cover has a paper towel over his head, and it's super great hard. So dumb. Oh, it's a great album. But, but the irony is he has bounty crosses. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, uh, I did it. I was like, yo, I'm gonna turn this fucking thing into a goddamn bandana right uh, now. I mean, you got to give it to these dudes. These dudes were brave. But anyway. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so, so okay. So, with that being said, it was what we grew It wasn't like you were trying to be... Some color like, shit, no. But in LA, they take that shit real serious. So I'm walking oh, yeah. one day, got my bandana on, and it was black. I never... I mean, I knew enough living in LA, because one of my big... One of my homies, and his brother was a blood. So, right. I knew a little bit of... And I seen a couple... I seen Boys in the Hood. Right. But that's like that's that's red blue like you don't know about like GDs and like you know yeah it's yeah exactly there's a whole you know what I mean so I knew surface entry level like LA red blue blood crip you know cuz don't mean cuz yeah you say what's up cuz that's your family you really mean that yeah you say what's up cuz in LA you might not be able to say that again who you talking to who calling cuz cuz hey what's up cuz huh so so to? I said that one time I was with my blood, I was with my homie, he was a blood, and we was in those some Crenshaw Sloshing Mall, whatever, and he seen somebody he knew. So he was like, he was like, what up? He said, oh, this my it's my it's my homie uh Greg. He's from he's from Florida and shit. I'm like, what up, cuz? And his homie was like, Oh shit. And yeah. then my homie was like, Oh no, nah, no, nah, he's not from around here from Florida. They 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 don't he don't, they don't know. They don't he know. Like, he don't he not. And he, he was like, Oh, all right. Oh, all right. And I was like, so, what the fuck happened? You got fixed that. Like, this man just saved me, bro. Oh. He saved me. And we yeah. weren't in like, we weren't in the public mall, dog. Like we was in the slot. Niggas would have been like, what's up, cuz? <laughs> yeah, real quick. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, so, was it was it like a culture shock though? Like going from like your neighborhood to like going to there? Huge. Yeah. Huge culture shock. I mean, I'm Granted, being from Florida, you see like the beach and stuff, but it's palm trees everywhere. Those big, right. tall ass, three foot palm trees. I mean, everybody talk different as hell. Like, just the the, the culture shot. Like, they really do talk like this, homie. You know yeah. what I'm saying, cuz? You know what I'm saying? It's over here, nigga. What's yeah, up, yeah. bro? Oh, <laughs> homie. And they really, it's dudes. I mean, like everywhere. Like, you got some people in New York who talk like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo son, you know what I mean? Mad dudes yeah. out here. All day. Everywhere you go, just everybody, 
Yeah, it's all day, it's all day. You know what I'm saying, nigga? Yeah. But just how bravado he is, I cuss on the set, homie. Like, that's the dude in LA. Yep. Like in Florida, like, you know what I'm saying? My new player, you know what I'm saying? Puss that trick, that dollar head, nigga. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, call, it, call, calling everybody jits and shit. Yeah, jit, bro. Yeah. My dad called me that growing up, dog. No, nah, because my, 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 my girl's from uh, Fort Lauderdale. So, um, Oh. Uh, and then she, and then she went to she went to college in Orlando. She went to UCF. Um, oh, word! Yeah, oh, so yeah. Did my daughter's mom went to UCF. Oh, cool, dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's crazy. Like even like now, like I always ask this question, especially you know, to to my black friends in the entertainment industry. Um, just like any other job, it's just as hard. But here's the thing that's crazy is casting. They'll send out actual notices of casting being like, hey, what's up? We need a black male uh, between this height, this age. It's kind of crazy to think about, right? That it's like when you see like a super fat like lady in a movie, she answered a casting call for that. So 100%. So like people get away with like typecasting because it's entertainment in LA sure. for you as a black entertainer. Do you understand like, Hey, listen, like that's just, that's just the business. I wish it like, do you, do you wish it wasn't like that, but you just understand like, Hey, listen, like that's the business, especially earlier on when you first moved out there um, for lack of better terms, like people want you to sell your soul right and do like all this other shit do you think that racism in show business since you've been in it has gotten better uh yeah i mean yeah it obviously has and, right. and i only say obviously because they're not me and i only say that not in a whatever way like obviously like yeah i mean i wonder but then i was like okay well but they were doing hattie mcdaniel roles and if the black people were maids and butlers and now we can win Oscars. So I guess sure changed. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, do the you still, do you, yeah, yeah. The out forwardness of it. Have you ever been taken back by like a casting call kind of just being like, yo, these motherfuckers are trying to play me? No, I mean, I, I understand your question, but like, I, I yeah. think it's different now. I think where it used to be, I don't know if it's racism. Not, obviously racism in Hollywood exists. But in LA, I think it's more or less racism, although there are racists. I think it's less racist and also just ignorance. Like it's just blind ignorance. Like LA right. is just fucking blind ignorance. And it's and, and it's blind ignorance is PC-ness and it's about the mighty dollar. And they're more of yeah, sure are they race, are they as racist as people in Texas that are just blindly like, we don't want any niggas around here, right? Versus <laughs> yeah. People in LA, they don't, bro. Like, if you don't make them any money, period, they don't give two shits. But they, it, it, like, that's that's the real thing. And yeah. they may make racial decisions based on money. Like, they'll be racist, but only because it's not profitable. Right. Like, blacks didn't get good roles not because they didn't feel like a black could do the job, but they when they tried to put the movie overseas, they Asians and other people were, weren't buying going to the movies to see people with black leads. That's why Denzel and Will Smith would get every fucking black world movie in Wesley Snipes yeah. because they transcended internationally. And that's where the studios really make their money. And the oh. really 
because you're international. If a show comes out here and it's a hit and now China wants it, do you know how much more they sell the rights? They sell licensing. They do all of that. A lot of money up front. A lot of bread. So even internationally, where you say people like Tom Cruise and and Brad, these international stars, ones that you go to any country and they just think he's hot and he's sexy. Yeah. That's why they kept getting it. Also, you know, they said there was a stigmatism that black people don't go, minorities don't go to the movies. So black minorities weren't being recorded as ticket sales. So they figure only whites go to the movies. So we're only going to put put people in the movies and shows that they want to see because we bootleg and steal cable. So they don't cater to us. Right. Right. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, um, obviously, we we know that there's racism in every fucking uh, profession. That's just how it is. Especially, especially if white people started it, it's just how it is. You know, if they, you know, whatever they have their hands in first, they guess, you know, they, they'll help whoever they can along the way. But it's all about money, though. If you can make the money, they'll help you. That's just the sad it's thing true. about it. That's just the sad thing about it. That's why I said the green, bro. That's why I said the only thing that matters is that. Like, sure. Are there some? Yeah. They make. Yes. 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 Yeah. But has it changed? Yes. That's good. That's good. I think it's getting, I think the time to be black and minority in Hollywood is now more than ever. Right. You see how many niggas is getting like yep. great TV shows and stuff to where <laughs> if you were white on the other side, you'd be like, dang, these black people get all the good roles. Like how well, we used to say for like years. But like even like uh I don't I don't know if you saw uh, um like black did you see Black Judas? Yes, yep. with Lakeith Stanfield. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even yep. then, it's like, like they would have put that movie on TV like one night, fifteen years ago. But now it's like it gets like a huge HBO Max release. Like, I've always felt, like even being like Puerto Rican and Italian, like it's 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 a difference because I faced racism within my own family. So, you know, uh, my, my dad was Italian from the Bronx and my mom was Puerto Rican from the Bronx in the fifties and, uh, in the sixties and seventies. So yeah, you, yeah. you already know what that is, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So, that, you know, my mom had kind of a hard time with my, with my dad's family because they were, you know, not too accepting of anybody who wasn't Italian. Right. Right. And my dad was like, you know, like, I love this woman, like, you know, like, what's the big deal? And they were like, uh, well, this is not how the world works. Right. And sadly, at that time, that was true. Yeah. You know, um, so I've always not an identity crisis, but like, even like when I make content, it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like certain uh, races and ethnicities have a hard time because it's like, listen, it's always like, hey, if you're a black actor, it's like, why they always got to dress us up like women? But then, like, that is a, yep. you know, like, that's a thing. Like, are they trying to embarrass you guys? But do you feel like, listen, dude, it's fucking acting. No, I do think something to the black comedian in the dress, the black man in the dress thing. I do, too. I think there's something to whether that's a rumor, a myth or not. I think, I'm just, I'm saying, it's not so much in your face. Like, the racism in the wars now are just more psychological than anything ever before. Yes, it will break you down mentally before physically, and I do think that's a thing. It could that could we it could not be a thing, and we that's just something that we said for years that we synonymize 
because that's it seems like every time a black dude get real big, they got to put this nigga in a dress. Yep. Whether that's a coincidence or not. So I do think it's a thing. I for sure do not think it's just acting. Right. Unless you- we're doing a serious piece and it caused the character c- completely justified it. Like on some trans, if I was playing a transgender person or, right, you know, a, like a real serious type of role that, you know, I would like to stick my medium as a performer. But like, but even like, with entertainment though, it's like, you know, some people won't take certain jobs because of where they come from. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Like people like wouldn't take an openly gay role. Cause they're going to no. be like, yo, like, I don't know how like people are going to think about me. Like when I go home, Right. which is right. wild that people can't, people cannot separate the, the work from the person they try to, but you can't. So like, that's why some people just can't, they just be like, yo, bro. Like that was dope. But like you're in this movie, like kissing dudes and shit. Like, yo, like what the fuck? Yeah. There's out there's certain places that, like I told myself, I told people, I was like, I'd play, I'd play a gay character one day if it warranted, but I'm not doing anything physical. Like Tom Hanks was gay in Philadelphia, right? Right. He played a gay man dying of AIDS. If there's right. some sort of like a real meaty character driven role that maybe I, that was just one of my characteristics. Right. Sure. I would have my He'll boundaries, but I'd be open because I'm an actor. I crave like turning into different people. That's what acting is. Daniel Day-Lewis and I don't care about being on TV. I really love, I want to, I love the craft and I want to be respected as such. So like I do those kind of roles, but there would be limitations because just as me as Greg, there's certain things as a man acting or not, I'm just not doing. Right. And act, you you are supposed to connect with people, but that don't mean you got to do everything under the sun. Well, even if you, but even if you did the role though, um, for you, it probably, it, it probably wouldn't come off as authentic because you wouldn't be able to buy into the role that much. You, you, it's all about buying for the role. Yeah, you know what I mean, and you know it, it's like, crazy how, like, listen, dude, like, I, I, everyone says they'll do it until like it's kind of like time to like do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's all good, bro. Family be like that, bro. Hey, listen, don't don't worry about it. No, no, it's all good, dude. Speaking of that, like, let's get into family. Um, no, no, finish your thought, though. I want to hear that. Oh, oh, what I was saying was, is, like, a lot of times it's people do have to go home and, like, they have to hear from, like, their boys or their family or whatever. And I think it's okay if people aren't comfortable with specific roles. I don't think that makes them anything of a bigot or ignorant or because they don't feel comfortable playing a role. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. You know, I feel like, you know, Listen, we're, we're comedians, you know, we, 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 we got uh, acquainted through Vine and shit, which I'll get into later, but like, you know, if there was ever anything I would, I didn't feel comfortable shooting back then, I just wouldn't shoot it. It's just, I had control over it. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people don't understand that if you have boundaries as a person in an artistic craft, you know, you shouldn't be judged for that type of shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like people like, I like even like people that are listening, like you were like, yo, just like I have some bound uh, boundaries acting wise. I think people should be able to understand that just as much as being able to understand somebody that's willing to go all the way for it. Absolutely. No, I completely respect 
if you're able to. That that's how much better. Like, yeah, some actors have been able to do that. Some women have been able to do that. Like, and that's great. I still think there's a version of that that's possible because as an yeah. actor, you believe going all the way. But even if there's certain that I'll make a decision that justifies the character, I'm like, okay, but this could work as well. Right. Because I, like you said, need to be able to invest into that moment. Sure, I can say I'm an actor. I should be able to play or do or whatever, whatever. But it's not that simple. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. It's like, you know, um, and listen, we live in like a very PC uh, world, especially when it comes to comedy. Um, A lot of us, if you think about like, you know, the Vine stuff like we did back in the day, like we couldn't do any of that stuff like now. Like, well, I was thinking about, I, somebody tagged me in one of the old ones I did. It was, and I was like, oh shit, we was really out here revolutionizing this social media comic because if this came out now, I can't share this. Oh, no, no, no. And, oh. and, and listen, like people know it's jokes, like it's comedy and shit, but like, that's not a safe that's not a saving grace anymore. It's not. It's stage. That's what Dave Chappelle talks about all the time. He's like, yo, maybe on stage is different. Yeah. It, it, and it should be. It should be different on stage. But with the era of social media, you can't, uh, you can't do it anymore. You can't do it anymore. So, like, think about it. It's like people have got themselves to wherever they've gotten themselves to their career. And then, you know, there's good things about the PC movement and there's some things that aren't. I'm just being honest. I'm speaking honestly when it comes to artistic expression. Now, is something, are some things just extremely offensive? Yes. But if there's a story that you could tell within that, and if there's a, a bigger message that you're trying to convey through that, that's completely different. I'm not just saying get out a mic and spit every racial slur you can because it's like, oh, it's, Exactly. I'm just like, no, we don't have to do that. But like, it's it for me, I feel like I don't want to be censored as much as I want people to respect other people, you know? So it's, it's a give and a take. Now, can we be the ones that can try to maybe mesh them? I guess, but it's very difficult right now to try and get like every joke you want off you know, uh, a lot of people are easily triggered now. When you're on stage, are these things that you've written into like your routine and stuff like that? Or do you understand like, you know, I'm going to be true to myself and like my fan base? Or, or are you willing to go out of your comfort zone to be like, oh, listen, I'm going to say whatever I want up here. I'm going to say whatever I want on stage, bro. Yeah. It's different than making videos. Like even back then, there's certain things I wouldn't do, even though those things I will. But now as an adult, just where I am in my life as Greg, forget clarity, like as as a man, as Greg, yeah. man, where I am, what I've seen, I have to be true to what, what's in my heart and what's on my head. And I got to talk about my experiences and how I see it. Because there's too many times I tried to, I silenced myself. Now there is a such thing as respect. Like I'm not, I ain't saying go on, right. I just disrespectfully, just untastefully. But if you have common sense, you know that already. Like, but sometimes common sense ain't common, my boy, because people yeah. are complaining about and some things are valid. Some things are just like, shut the fuck up, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, it's, please shut up. You know, it's, it's, we can't complain about everything when it comes to entertainment. There's a lot bigger things going on besides, you know, um, 
entertainment nonsense if someone says a joke like yeah well it's just like yeah you had a bad set you know it's just like you know let's not use that uh let's not do that one next time but i feel when like like how you were saying for you to be yourself that's what your fans want to see anyway you know and for you when when you're doing comedy as to acting um you said that you didn't really know that you were funny growing up. That's no gas. I I was afraid. I used to purposely skip comedy auditions that my agents in LA used to send me and come up with an excuse because I had deep down anxiety, panic attack, just afraid of going in the yeah. room and looking bad because I didn't know how to be funny. I liked watching comedy growing up, but to act comedy, plus I had this because of the lack of black leading males back in the day, you had to be taught to be a serious actor to be taken serious. Right. I didn't want to be a the actor, a black young black kid. Like, okay, I'll be typecast like that. But I like, I was looking up to Denzel's and the Sydney Poitiers and those those debonair black men. So they didn't do no funny goofy shit. So neither could I. So it was part of that too. But also, I was afraid. I was insecure. So yeah. the whole, the, the whole bro, I, like, I barely did any comedy stuff. Then, like, lo and behold, I ended up booking a comedy series in LA that lasted for like two or three seasons, which, you know, it was an improv comedy, which the fact that I got that, I'm like, how the fuck? And then when I blew up on Vine, and it's, I'm just like, yo, the biggest joke of all, out of all of this, is that I, even the name Clarity was not associated with comedy. I was deathly afraid of comedy. Right. Never tried to be funny. I just would, but all the time I'd just be talking and my friend, and I would just speak my mind, bro. Like I have Tourette's and people are like, yo, you're funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying. He's like, yo, you're funny. And one time, friends were always, I'd just be going off. And friends were like, yo, you're funny. And I guess I was like, yeah, but I don't even know how or try to be. My videos start going viral. And I was like, yo, you a funny motherfucker. I'm like, how? People like, you don't have to try. Just do, just be you, do you, speak what's on your mind and just make what's in your head. And that's what, so the fact that people found that funny and I blew up doing that, I was like, this is the biggest joke of all. I'm trying to be a serious actor here. Yeah. Now, were, were you wor- were you worried about like listen? All right, so you know what? Let's let's go to Vine. Let's go to Vine. Um, so, all right, yeah. So we covered Orlando. How you got into acting? Um, but also the other thing is you were big in the sports though, right? Yeah, bro. I play I played sport. I played football in high school, and then I was good enough to get like at least a junior college offer. But my attitude towards my coaches at the end of the year was bad. Like. One, one of my coaches literally told me, he was like, we're, you made the all-star team. We're trying to fight for you, but you skipped school yesterday. And I was always butting heads with them. So that was yeah. But yeah, I was big in sports. You were knucklehead in school? No, nah, not really. I mean, I got my grades. Oh, I was. But then I was a knucklehead. Like, I got my grades. I was getting it, bro. But I knew not like a regular knucklehead, not like yeah. be on the wall getting arrested. No, yeah, 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 I almost yeah. got arrested one year. Yeah, bro. I was a Did you? What did you do? Well, because I was like, I started out, there was one period I went through like my little B-boy period. Okay. Pushing a little, you know what I mean? So I, I brought it to school and because uh, I had some people, but I didn't want to do it. I wanted some other young kids, like sophomores, like before it was like weed. Just yeah, weed. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Everybody brought weed to school. That's just how everybody it is. Everybody bought weed. Everybody brought weed to school. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. I've sold weed in school. It's perfectly it fine. Wasn't, it wasn't like, a fa- it wasn't, no. know, just like, North Wait to meet me here after lunch. I got you, and that's it. Give me the five, give me the ten, or whatever. Yep. I guess when got around that I was the dope boy on campus, and like got knocked. <laughs> the police were, by, but no. Nah, here's the you know, crazy part: is like, um, my 
my my parents like they knew people at school that was like looking out they knew i wasn't that kind of kid but I was, oh they had informants they were just like listen gregory's down here here you got we yeah and we're going back to my dad and so whoever tipped him off told him he's got they're coming to search his locker today oh shit tell him that whatever he does or does not have in his locker that he should or should not get it out by x and such time Damn, they had the school informant. That's fire, though. Yeah, no, no, they looked out for me because they were like, "Hell yeah, you know, fucking idiot." But we know he's better. And I, know, I grew up with you. The informant grew up with my parents, so they were yeah. like, "Listen, like, you know what I mean?" He's, he's just making a mistake. He's not a bad kid. But I can't call it off because they're gonna know I said something. So I'm telling you that it shouldn't. By the time that that thing that's gonna happen, that's happened. It's almost like you know somebody tipping Pablo off when the raid was coming. Right. And then all the FBI, everybody get there and they, you know, ain't nobody there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, um, all right. So you're a little bit of a knucklehead Smith. We all were. I was. I was I was 10 times worse than you, so don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't feel bad about any of that stuff. Okay. So, all right. You move out to L.A. Uh, how do you find the Vine app? Yo, so true story. Um, There's this girl I had a crush on at the time. That'll and- do it following her on Twitter <laughs> and she tweeted a video. You know, when you like somebody, you're always watching and liking everything they post, even yeah, though you should, yeah. um, yep. engage with it to get their attention. <laughs> so I was always watching everything she posted. And one time she had posted a video on Twitter, but it links to an outsourced app. So I tried to watch it and then it took me off and took me to the app store. And it was like, download this app to watch the video. And I was like, I don't feel like downloading an app to watch the video. It's like, what is this app? I hate, I'm done with all these social media. At that time, I was so done with social media, dog. I hated it. Like, we had this came from the MySpace era and the Facebook, and I was like, I'm social media is dumb. I'm hate, I hate all of it. Yeah. Twitter, done. And uh, so I was like, then what's then? I want to download this dumbass green Vin app. <laughs> what's Vin? So I was like, but I want to watch this video. So I was like, oh, fuck it. So I downloaded it, and it was like, create an original account or open an account through Twitter. And I was like, bro, this is becoming too much. Like, I just want to watch what she posts. Right. You had to like, uh, end up like signing up for the whole thing yourself. Let's see. We'll get them back. Let's see, did we lose him? Let's see. There he is. I don't know what happened. Where did I, where did I stop at? He just froze like this. Damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, face. you were saying um, t- uh, on uh, Twitter, Vine, Claire. you just wanted to sign up. You just wanted to see her videos. You were just trying to see some cheeks. I just wanted to see her videos. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. So it had it had the option of like create an original account yeah. or open an account. And I was like, I'll do the least minimal. So I did the Twitter route. because uh, I was lazy. But the funny thing is my clip my handle name on Twitter at the time was already clarity. Oh, okay. I was because I was doing a lot of spoken word at the time and performing around LA. So I wasn't like getting a name for spoken word, but you know, I was like, 
I wanted to be a, at the time I was like, I want to be the biggest spoken word artist there is, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be deep, brother. Yeah. And so I was like, but I need a name to take it serious. So I, <laughs> let me find this name, Clarity. Uh, and I came up with, me and my friend came up with Clarity for that. Now, fast forward. So my, I changed my Twitter handle account in August of 2012. I started doing Vine, like, when, when did Vine, like, right before the summer, bro. Like, yeah, May, around then. May, June's when I started Vine. So, like, when I created my Vine account just to stalk this girl, it just automatically put Clarity on it. Ah, okay. And I watched the video and I was like, this is stupid. It keeps stopping. Why does it keep stopping? She's like choppy. I was like, what is this app? So I tried to play with it. Let me see. And I thought it was broken because every time I lifted my finger, it wouldn't record anymore. Yeah, yeah. Broke, man. And then wait, how long is this? Six seconds. Like, who the hell can make a video in six seconds? I was like, this is dumb, bro. I fucking hate social media. And I like logged off. And oh. looking at Vine, I was like, now you just delete this shit off my phone. This shit's dumb. And something was like, I was like, I got distracted. I was like, nah, I ain't gonna delete it. And I just didn't give a fuck about it. This Vin. This Vin. <laughs> and so one day I'm starting to see people at my church. Like at the time I was going to this church in LA a lot. And I started to see people around it kind of use it. I still didn't know what it was. And this dude, oh, Batch, King Batch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back in the day, I used to follow him on Twitter. And I kept seeing him tweet these little, like, little videos. And I was like, what is this? I knew he was an actor. So I didn't think it was weird. And I knew he was from YouTube. If I didn't think anything of it, I just thought it was like a YouTube video that was really short. I didn't know what it was. And, but I saw that he kept posting, they would be short, they were short and they'd loop. Anyway, so then when I started seeing people around me at my church use it a lot, I noticed it looked the same. I was like, oh, that's that app that that that, that dude Batch be posting. Like, it's like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Who's that? Oh, it's like stop motion at the time when people were filming here, then they pre here and they were like, get closer, like stop motion the way Vine was like. The creators of like su- super artistic, like you had the idiots, and then you had like super, I don't know how they did it, Viners. Oh, oh yeah. And those that's what Vine was supposed to be, like the Megan Margolises of the world. Like yes. that or the Megan Signoli. Yes, no. Like that's that's who Vine was created. But they hate the way Vine turned out. The original creators, that's why they all like oh I'm sure, I'm stuck. sure. Oh, but yeah, man. So oh, so you were you were an OG, you were there from the beginning. From the beginning, bro, like I saw Marcus Johns get a hit a million. I seen Nicholas Margalis make gummy money. Yep. I seen Jerome Carr, all them cats. Like I seen everybody hit a million. Yep. Before I seen, yeah, like I said, Marcus Johns was the first guy to hit a million followers. It was just like, what? Yeah, it was wild. I mean, for that, it's I missed the boat on TikTok. I should have been on there like way earlier. But like, too old to be dancing, bro. I can't do I'm it not, anymore. Uh, either, bro. I, I, can't, I can't do it, dude. I've given, I've given so much of myself. I can't do it. What were you saying? Oh, my bad. No, I, I was just saying TikTok's not even on my phone. No, I don't know. Like, uh, I made one and, like, somehow I got, like, 30,000 followers. I don't post on it, though. I was just like... Because <laughs> y'all are legends, bro. I told you. What do you mean? <laughs> Listen, man. Who would have thought a song about titties would bring me this far? I, I owe my entire existence to titties. I really do. Hey, man, whatever. Hey, however you get there, it's all about how you pivot. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, you're doing Vine and stuff. I remember um, me and you came uh, became cool on there. Yep. And then, um, you know, I, I did a couple of things. Like, I did some singing and I did some, like, roast sessions where I roasted, like, big Viners who, like, I was cool with. I got a lot of phone calls, though. You did? lot of people like a lot, lot of upset people yeah like people at like people ask like my brother uh for my number and shit 
Like a lot of people called me. It was funny. I thought it was an honor. I remember, then you do me, like when you finally did me or, or asked, I don't know, something. Yeah. I remember however we connected, I was just honored. I was like, man, I would love to get roasted by this dude. And like, because, somebody- because the thing was, it's like, yeah, like I would just make a joke, a satire on whatever content they made. There's a difference between just like being an asshole and then just like doing something funny in the beginning uh, and doing something funny and trying to right. get that person to right. laugh at it. You know, I've never been a, uh, right. uh, a a bully myself. Like, I got bullied growing up, so, like, I never really tried to be a bully. I'd rather fight a bully. But, like, that was kind of like right. a badge of honor to get, like, roasted by me at that time. So then for me, like, when people started calling me, I was like, yo, like, this is, like, my first glimpse of, like, the entertainment industry. Like, how people could just get, like, really, yeah, bro. like people could get really butthurt, like, really, really quick. Like, I'm not going to say names. Like, I've said names, like, on my other shows and shit, but, like, it's, it's a different space. But, like, people are like, yo, you got to delete this because, like, all of your fans are, like, commenting on my stuff. And I was just like, yo, bro, like, I'll let you know, like, I'm not deleting it. Like, my bad. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I'm not going to do it because satire is comedy. That, there's, there, that's what a part of comedy is. And if you can't laugh at yourself in entertainment, like, I hate actors who take themselves entirely way too seriously and can't take a joke. I hate comedians that take themselves way too seriously and can't take a joke. Right. That's that's not what it should be like. A lot of people have to understand when we were doing Vine shit, it's satire. A lot of it's just satire. We're trying to make people laugh. It's true. And listen, for a lot of a lot of the times, super serious shit, there's a lot of levity in it. Like, even, like, mental health. Like, I talk about, like, my mental health all the time. I always joke about my mental health. Because it's right. just like, dude, like, if I can't find any kind of solace and, like, any kind of, you know, some kind of light and, like, this darkness uh, type shit that I deal with, I can't do that. I need to laugh at my problems. If I can't laugh at my problems, I, I, can't, I can't be around. I can't exist. I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's what I mean. I, I can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I agree, bro. I think what you said is just key, and I hope a lot of people catch that. You know what I mean? Because first of all, I admire you to talk about it openly because I think we all have a form of it. When you think about mental health, it has such this neck, this negative like connotation to it. Like, oh, something wrong with him. He got mental health. I'm like, bro, your dumbass got mental. You all got mental health. Oh yeah. You don't realize it, or you don't understand what form of it or not. But it's just for some, it's more deeper than others. Like, even being anxious is a form of mental health. Oh, for sure. Do you do you have like uh like general anxiety? Do you have like anxiety when it comes to like uh? I just thought you spit on me. Uh... <laughs> He's like, everyone has mental health. <laughs> you fucking son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Also love that, uh, side note, quick side note. Also love that you got to work with Kevin Hart um, back in the day. Um, I've always I've always respected Kevin Hart. Like, because um, he, he fucked with, like, influencers that, like, you know, like, obviously he knew you guys had a buzz. So like that's tapping into another audience, you know yeah, what I mean? But but for him to like do like kind of stuff like that, and uh, I I think I told you during the time, but I was happy you rose to the occasion. Um, 
like a lot of back in the back in the day too it's like we would do like you know like funny sus raps like that shit was funny yeah, you know what i mean like i still do that shit from time to time yeah, like you like i'm trying to think you bro because it was eric dunn i remember eric dunn it was cast like dude you used to do that shit. it was like you and eric dunn were like the only guys on vine doing the sus raps right yeah because it's just like yo first of all i'm not from the hood all right but i know people who are and their life is completely different what they can rap about is different so I could either rap about just being a suburban kid or just make funny raps about being being sus. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to be a, because here is my whole spin with that, too. Yeah. Hip hop music is. One of the most homophobic genres of entertainment. It, it just half is of, half of them are gay. Yeah. You know, and half of them are probably gay. Right. And then for me, it's like, dude, the funny thing is is if a gay rapper came out, literally came out on a song. You know, so I was just like, yeah, like that would just be funny. Yeah, Yeah, so it's just like, yo, bro, it's like, let's spin it on its head. It's a very uh, homophobic kind of genre of music just by going by lyrics. You know, I'm sure they're not homophobic maybe in real life. Maybe they are, it's whatever, I don't know. Um, To make it, uh, satire and be able to be like, yo, I'm going to rap about what nobody raps about being super sus. Right. And, you know, it was like to a point where people had to find their lanes on the internet. And like, we've all made content, like maybe like we weren't proud of, but I don't give a sh- I don't give a shit. I really don't. Like, I, I like doing Vine, I really started to realize kind of like what anxiety was. Like my brother... Mike, Mike has it. Like my brother, Mike has Tourette's. So like, I've seen oh, really? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. I never knew that. Yeah, he does. Um, oh, I mean, you know, so yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, it's fire. It, it makes him who I, he is, you know? Say what and you, that's what, that's what a lot of people don't understand is like the reason like a lot of enter- entertainers are like, you know, we have this connotation, like for comedians, like we have to like be depressed. It's like we do. We don't go out of our way to be depressed or be anxious. Right. Since for for ten years we've had people, kind of shape shifting our existence, right? Right. In term in terms of uh, this is like before, like you you have kids and shit. Now now you have, now you have something real to live for, right? Yeah yeah. But yeah. like for us, I would always get performance anxiety, and that's when it started. Like I could start to come like feeling like what the hell is this feeling in my chest? Like, what the hell is like uh why why am i like feeling like i can't breathe like why am i feeling like this and then as time got later on you know i started partying too much and and, and abusing drugs and alcohol way too much and then i started having full-blown panic attacks to the point where i shit you not i've told this story on here i was playing 2k with my boy and i was just chilling i'm just like yeah like i'm famous on the internet like everything's cool and i did i did a line of cocaine and I was just like, I came up from it. I go, yep, this is it. <laughs> and my boy was like, what are you talking about? I was like, this is it. I'm going, I'm dying today. This is it. I'm, I'm, I'm having a heart attack right now. I'm dying. So, yeah. So I thought I was having a heart attack. I didn't know what a panic attack was. So I went to the doctor and they were like, what'd you do tonight? They were like, I was like, nothing. And then they walked away and one doctor, I was like, Psh, come here. I was like, 
I did some, I did some sneeze, I did some cocaine tonight. And then like, he was just like, all right, so like, we're going to figure it out. I was like, dude, he was like, your heart is normal. You're having a panic attack. Do you know what panic attack is? I was like, no. Um, and that's how I found out like what panic attacks were. And then I started having them all the time. The reason I bring this up, um, like obviously you're burning right now. Does burning help you with your general anxiety? No, it helps me with something different. My what helps my anxiety is what helped my anxiety because I didn't smoke for that because I told myself if I felt like I needed to smoke for that, then I would not smoke. Right. Because I didn't. I wanted to beat that on its own. Yeah. I don't want to use something to do it because if one day that thing was snatched away from me, then how am I going to beat it? I'll be See, it. I'm very. I'm. I'm a big admirer of people that do it. Like. Um, I take medication. Uh, I'm bipolar, so I, I take medication. Right. But um, you know, yeah. but um, really, you controlling? I mean, I, I never spent twenty four seven with you, but yeah, yeah. I, if you spent twenty four seven with me, you'd be like, "Yo, this dude hasn't stopped singing for twenty five hours." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you just be like, "Yo, this guy has not stopped like singing or like talking to himself." See, for me, it was I just always thought like this was normal, like um mood swings and shit like they were normal but i would i would go into these these uh parts of my life where i would have these horrible horrible depressive lows where like i had everything i was numb to like kind of everything my friends like my life and i was just like i kind of thought it was normal because i grew up seeing it my father was 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 uh he still is he deals with depression so i kind of just saw it as normal as shutting down my dad's an old school italian dude like you know, like, he's not going to be the guy like, well, this is how I feel today. He's just going to be fucking grumpy and sad. So, you know, I didn't really know how to handle it. Um, so when I was having these panic attacks, I actually checked myself into a mental health facility and they set me up with a network and I was able to go see a therapist. I, the only therapy I knew of was the Sopranos before I went into real therapy. Um, therapy was something that I didn't know how much talking about, um, like off the cuff, no pun intended, like literally, <laughs> literally just being honest with somebody who doesn't know me where I feel like I could say anything. Dude, it saved my life, saved my life because I didn't realize how much shit bothered me. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, and and then anytime anytime I ever smoked weed though I got super anxious. Weed always made me super panicky and super anxious because in the beginning two hits I'm good. If I smoke anything more than that, I, I start thinking about like yo like what happens to your brain when you die, duh. I'm like you know I start thinking about like wild shit. So it makes me too anxious. It makes me too panicky. That's why I always ask people who burn like on the reg, does it help with anxiety for you at all? I don't know. I just like to smoke, but I smoke for different reasons. Um, I think my anxiety, what helps my anxiety, like I like smoking, but it's more or less, it's like if I smoke, if I enjoy a good cigar. Right. You know, I smoke to zone in. A lot bro like i i had to smoke to go work out yeah you know because my brain is always on a, a hundred million things anyway so like when i smoke i just get to focus and really like 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 lock in and then you know 
for my body, makes my body feel good. But my anxiety gets triggered and dealt with other things. Like, honestly, bro, I had a real bad panic attack. I think for the first time in my life, at least the second time, if I had one before, I didn't know it. But at least if I did, that was the second, as the first time as an adult that I had a panic right. attack as a grown-ass man back in October, November. I oh, really? I, that, bro, and I never have felt that in 17 years. In 20, uh, Of 2021? I mean, uh, of 2020? Uh, no, bro. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, like... Uh, what is it? Seven months ago? Something like that. Wow. What'd you feel? Walk, walk me through it. I've I, been there. I, I'll help you. Bro, like, <clears throat> I just felt like a complete failure. I was scared. My heart was racing. I, I knew my daughter was coming. She wasn't born yet. I was like, I'm going to fail. I'm going to end up a homeless man on the streets. I'm probably going to end up on drugs. My daughter will never know me. Um, I, my heart, my part, my chest was pounding, like literally pounding, racing. Yeah. I was having thoughts. I'm like, man, this is it. I'm going to fail. I'm a complete failure. Like, I went through all this. I'm getting older. Like, I can't be on social media anymore. That's whack. Like, the age thing with entertainment, I know. I, I know that feeling. It's like, damn, like, I'm on the internet. I'm 32. Yeah. It's like, but it doesn't, when I realize this, it doesn't matter. Like, from the nah. outside in, like, it's just us that think, like, well, so and so was this age by that. So, and I'm not there. So I'm a failure. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm yep. still doing this. I feel like a kid. I'm a grown ass man. Like, yeah, there's all these different thoughts that come in. And then, and so the anxiety played in because I didn't enjoy just being on the internet anymore and making like videos and skits. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want, you wanted to, you wanted to grow as an artist. I wanted to grow as an artist, bro. I wanted to look like that old nigga that can't let it go. Right. Like, it's just, that's corny too. And I never yeah. thought I'd become that dude. I want to become the corny dude, but not even for that reason. It's like one of those wrestlers that like wrestles until they're like 70 years old. It's like, man, Ric Flair, go sit your ass down, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, dude, we get it. You're the man, but like, the let's man, bro. Just yeah. go sit down. Like, it's, it's all good. Now like, you're fucking it up for me. My, uh, my dad used to say, yo, Ric Flair, where from? Woo! To, back yeah. in, to barely going, woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's go true, bro. Root, uh, like, root, root, man, come on. Where where were you when you were having that uh that panic attack? York. I was in Florida and I had just went back to New York and I was in my apartment in Manhattan and I, bro, I had a full-on panic attack. Dog. I had to call my mom. Oh, you, you lived out here? I still live in New York, bro. Where are you now? Now I'm in Florida. I'm in Orlando right now. Oh, you're in Orlando. Okay, okay. Got yeah. it, got it, got it, yeah. got it. Right now, I didn't know that you live in New York. Bro, since 2016. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You got to come hang out with me on the Upper West Side over here. Oh, bro, I'm already there, dog. Since I get back, I'm not trying to skate out there this month. But yeah, dude, I just got my fucking vaccine, dude. I'm fucked up. For real? Well, no, like, yo, last night I got my second dose, um, two days ago. So the first day I didn't feel shit. I got my second dose of the Pfizer, and I was just like, yo, like I'm chilling, like, oh man, like yo, this shit ain't shit. People talking shit about this shit, pussy. I'm like, whatever. You guys are soft, whatever. I'm just like this, yo, last night, two o'clock in the morning, that shit was like, hold up. Wait a minute, sir. I had a one-on-one fever um, for about three hours. And like, listen, I'm not trying to scare anybody on here. I'm just telling you what I went through. Bro, when I tell you I felt like someone threw my fucking Puerto Rican ass in a microwave, that's what it felt like. Like my inside of my body felt mad hot and it felt like it was coming from the inside out. And um I was like, hold up, let me go downstairs and check my temperature because we have one in my building where like you walk in and throw your hand up and it checks it. And my shit was like 101.3. And I was like, oh, fuck. But it, my fever broke like in four hours. I took some Tylenol and like that shit went away. 
Yeah. But like now it's like I'm just mad tired. Like exhausted. Wow. But um uh Oh well. Yeah. It's wild to think about. Like they're like I get why people don't want to get it. Like I fully understand that. But dude, I'm asthmatic and I'm diabetic. Like, yo, bro, chill. Like I if I get that shit, it's a super rap for me. And like um I was like, damn, bro, they we had to get some fucking virus that just fucks with the two main things I have. I was like, fuck that. I was like, I'm not doing that shit. But um, do you think you'll get vaccinated? I I after hearing that story, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm, you know what it is? It's 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 just like I'm like historically they've come out with vaccines. They take like four years to make something. They come out with this vaccine in four months, six months. I, I get know. I get the argument, bro. I really do. Like people can't be like so naive to be mad at people that like aren't gonna get it. The only thing I get mad at is like, yo, Bill Gates is like gonna try and put a Wi-Fi router in your dick and shit. I'm just like, yeah, like what are you talking about, bro? I'm just like, See, but there, there are people that believe that, like, bro, like I can't, like I've heard that. I've been, like, you know, growing up as a kid, like in the Bible, it teaches you about like this, like uh, the mark of the beast. No, there's like a lot of yeah. people cross religions that believe in that. And like, what if? And it's all the Bible is always, or history or whatever has always taught us and told us like. You know, like the agenda, and, and and that sounds. On one hand, that sounds very conspiracy theorist. On the other hand, definition of conspiracy theorist is believing what a lot of people don't believe. And is that yeah. not normal? Versus how you see, see here talk about mental health. Either way, I don't know. But like, yeah. is it impossible? <laughs> no, that's why. I, listen, it's like, yo, bro, like. But when I listen to, we're on the internet all day. People can watch whatever we watch us all day, every day, if they want to. Right. I, that's what I'm more worried about. Right. Is just being like, dude, like, yo, like, I'm walking, like, my, like, you know, my Siri could, like, leak my fucking credit card number. Like, people could be listening to my fucking shit. Like, people could be listening to me fucking take a fucking shit. Literally, listen to me watching me taking a shit. Like, I can't do this. So, like, for me, um, if I get wrapped up in, like, those, like, conspiracy theories and shit, bro, it triggers my panic again. So, like, for you, you felt, did you think you were having a heart attack? I had a heart attack, but my heart was... I know I'm going to have a heart attack and die. I just felt like I was going... I was destroyed, period. Yeah. And maybe it was going to take... Like I said, I was going to become a homeless person in the streets and just be a bum for, like, 50, next 50, 60 years of my life on drugs and die and maybe whatever. But I had just... Yeah, sometimes I have... Now, I did have panic attack of death. Yes. But not, like, a heart attack. Right, you were just like the future death. Yeah, like how am I gonna die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've been there, trust me, bro. Yeah, I went through a, a phase where I was going to the ER like 13 nights in a row because I kept thinking I was having a heart attack and shit. In real life, you went 13 times in a row? Yes. Oh, shit. yeah, bro. I'm telling you, yo, it was so if like you call, you just walked, you went to the ER. Yeah, I would walk. Yo, it was so bad that I would have to wait for uh, my girlfriend at the time to fall asleep so I could sneak out because people would just be like, yo, like stop going to the fucking hospital, bro. Like you're fine. But I kept convincing myself that I was sick. Like, uh, like, yo, like, nah, there's something wrong with my heart, yo. Like I literally would be like, yeah, no, you guys don't understand. I'm dying. And I would get there and the doctor would be like. The doctor ever tell you? 
the doctor was just like, dude, like you have like severe panic disorder, bro. Like, but no, but did he confirm like, what do you say about the condition of your heart and your regular health? Oh, bro. So I went there and they, they gave me the EKG. They, they did a, a echocardiogram. They did a, a CT scan. One doctor was like, I have to save this kid because this, this kid keeps coming in here every night. I'm seeing him every night. Bro, I owed like sixty thousand dollars in in ER bills. Like I, I I was literally killing myself financially and killing myself physically and mentally because I just couldn't figure out why I was feeling like this. So one doctor was like, "Yo, all right, you want to keep fucking coming in here? I'm gonna give you every fucking heart test in America just to show you uh, that your heart is okay because you keep coming in here." And saying there's something wrong with your heart, I'm going to show you that there's nothing wrong with your heart. So I did all the tests, everything. And he literally came in and was like, you know, like doctors throw that shit up against that fucking glass. He's like, you see this heart? Your heart? He's literally looking at me. I'm like, yes, doctor. He's like, you see this fucking heart? He was like, you see this? I wish I had this heart. I'm a doctor. He said, I wish I had your heart. You're fine. You have severe, severe panic disorder. You need to go see somebody and talk about this. Go seek therapy. Because I didn't really know, you know, I had no health insurance at the time. I didn't know about therapy, how to do it, how to get it started, where to go. I didn't know how to set up my own network. So I, I had to get everything leaked out. And he was like, and just, he's like, we'll do a brain scan. I'll show you that some, your brain is fine. I had to learn the science of panic attacks, the science of the fight or flight uh, response uh, and reaction. That's all that panic is, is when you're, when you're panicking, you have an overactive fight or flight response. So when your heart starts beating faster, your heart is beating faster, whether you need to run away because it needs to pump blood to your muscles, right? You either need to run or fight. So that's why if you get tingly hands, it's because it actually extracts blood from your hands to your muscles. So back in the day, uh, when we were all like cavemen and shit, they would take less blood from your fingers. So if you were to get bit, you wouldn't bleed as much. Yes, th these, these are, they're scientific facts to why we feel that, that panic and that anxiety. Um, it's because of uh, just a haywire in our fight or flight response. You know, like if you're crossing the street with your daughter, right? God forbid, and a car is speeding by, your fight or flight's gonna kick in. You're gonna rip your daughter back and you so you don't get hit by a car. Mm -hmm. That's what it is, but we don't need a trigger. It just happens. Right. Which is- How does, how does it happen? How does it happen? That's the flight part? Um, a lot of it, a lot of it is, uh, See, for me, I never had panic attacks until, like, I was messing around with drugs and shit. After I stopped messing around with, like, hard drugs, uh, it definitely rewired the way my brain worked. Uh, it definitely made me – it's my dog, Silvio. Uh, um, it rewired um, just the way that I process things. I was – I used to never be afraid of anything, but after a while, I just started to get, you know, start – like you were saying, worrying about life a lot thinking about like, dude, like I used to be the man on Vine. Now I'm like working at like a comedy club. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm not making any fucking money. That coincided with 
depression and they became uh, they began to trigger themselves. So when I would have panic, I would feel like a loser. Yeah. And I would just be like, yo, like my life is is a joke. Like, dude, like I can't shower. Dude, I couldn't shower without being afraid. I couldn't take a shit without being afraid. I couldn't walk my dog. I couldn't do anything. This is how like I was bedridden from this shit. And then the depression starts in and then you start having like the suicidal thoughts and stuff, thinking about like, yo, like I can't live this way. And I was like, dude, I had to go and figure out the scientific reason. Like I do cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's different from like, Hey, like, so like, what's up with your dad? You know, it's different. It teaches you the scientific reasons why your body is having the reactions that you do. So, you know, um, they've learned many things that people have more serotonin than others in their brains. Um, you know, a lot of it too is like when I played football, I had like six concussions. So I'm sure some of that has to do with it. Um, but yeah, I didn't start triggering until I started having reactions from fucking hard drugs and, and alcohol. And uh, that shit just left me with like severe panic disorder. It's fucking sucks. But, uh, you know, I know how to treat it now. I know what's happening with my body. A lot of us don't know. So that's why you end up going to the hospital. But that's what happened to me, man. I, did you go to the doctor at all after? Or you just like let it ride out? I let it. Well, so I called my mom. My mom was a Southern praying church. Yeah. So she, <laughs> she prayed for me. I called her. I called one of my closest friends. I called my brother. And then this, 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 um, Harmony and, and uh, one of my close friends, Danielle. She, she baby, pretty much like my sister. Yeah. My mom, like those are like my adopted kids, but we're like really close to three of us. And they're like my best. Like not only friends but family that wasn't like my siblings, right? Because I'm the only child, so right. I called him, her, and my mom, and my my godmother, and I just asked them all to pray for me. Yeah, it, it's like that, dude. Let me tell you something. When you feel that panic and that stuff like that, oh, it's a come to Jesus real quick. Real quick. Oh, I start praying, dude. Like I've been going to church every Sunday for 30 years. Oh wow. I'm like, dude, God, if you can just get me out of this one. Mm. I will never do anything wrong again in my life mm. because to have that feeling in your body of just being like, yo, I can't control the way I'm feeling right now. is terrifying. It's a, it's a horrible feeling, but I'd be calling my mom too. But my mom at one point, she was like, listen, Danny, I'll pray for you all you want, but you got to get your fucking shit together. You need to, you need to figure this out right. because dude, I moved back in with my parents like for like 10 days. I couldn't leave. My dad slept in the same room as me for like 10 days. Because you just knew, like, yo, this kid is is having a really fucking hard time, dude. There was like a ten day stretch there where I was like, dude, I'm not coming out on the other side of this. I'm I'm gonna end up fucking hurting myself because I couldn't live like that anymore. Think about what you had, like your heart attack. Not to say it's worse than yours. I'm just comparing to what my symptoms are. I went down the dark, dark. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel you. And just doing that shit for like 20, 24 hours. Go down like a rabbit hole mentally. Oh, yeah. Dude, I always say this. Um, the, the biggest hater that you need to worry about is yourself. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Because it's once we start... More than other people do. Oh, dude. And once we start doing it, once we start doing it, we figure out like, all right, now I'm not good at anything because we're our biggest haters. Yeah. We are. We, we hate on ourselves way too much, but if we're hating on us, cause we think we know, you know, we know ourselves better than anybody else. 
then it must be true. If I think I'm a loser, I must be a loser. Right. You know, if I think I'm a piece of shit, I must be a piece of shit. It's not true. It's not true. The mind is a very powerful thing, dude. Yo, people can give themselves the flu. Mentally, you can give yourself a cold if you believe it. You can give yourself back pain. You can give yourself anywhere on your body, dude. You can manifest this and your brain will actually give you physical pain. This is what I'm saying. We have to understand, like, I had to learn scientifically how my fucking brain worked. And what I don't know about it that's going to help me in these situations where I'll be walking my dog and just be like, <gasps> I'm like, yo, I'm going to fucking die, dude. This is it again. This shit's happening to me again. But now I'm not, now I know I have I have some armor now. I have coping mechanisms for a lot of things like, you know, and then you realize there's other things in your life that happen to you that have affected you way more than you thought they would. Um, you know, whether it be stuff with family, stuff with friends, decisions you've made, uh, things that have happened to you, it becomes a part of your personality. It, it gets embedded in your DNA. It gets embedded in your brain. This is just how it is. You know, um, and my family has a history of mental health and it's also hereditary. So these are like all this shit that I had to deal with. And um, when I hear... When I hear people say that they had a panic attack, I, I immediately get a soft spot for them. So now I have a soft spot for you. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Thank you. In terms of, um, you know, the dark spots that you go out, how, how are you doing with those now? Are they a little less common? Because I know you, you have kids now. Yeah. How many? One. One? Yeah. Uh, and when was your daughter born? Uh, 2-21-21. 22121 congratulations you are a new dad that's yes, beautiful sir. that's a wonderful thing to hear um you thought you were stressed out before huh yeah nah this has actually been not stressful like good I had a stressful moments so i'm just like yo <laughs> stop crying yo just i mean at least right now can you just yeah. hold cry for like 10 minutes please so daddy can finish the, you know yeah 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 but like i i knew i knew what to expect Expect and I accept what it is. It's just it's been moment moments, right? Like overall, man, I love man, I love my daughter, man. Like, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing. Have, yeah, I'm starting to have more and more fun with her every day because she's starting to become expressive. So now I just yeah. with this little human and like she just brings me joy. Like sure, she'd be crying sometimes in my ear when I'm trying to like literally be on the laptop. So I'm holding her one hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to type. I'm like, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby yeah. hungry like forty. Um. 45 minutes, but yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, I, bro, it's less stress. She actually gives me energy. She gives me motivation to do what I do. Beautiful. Can. What's her name? Ava Amora Rose Davis. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so tell me about, uh, tell me about the day she was born. Were you nervous? Were you, or were you just ready for her to come out? Cause we're the guys, we got the easy part, right? <laughs> yeah, we got the easy part. Man. We got the easy part. I saw it firsthand, man. All all respect to to her to her to, to her mom, to my daughter's mother, man. Like I was there right there with her the whole time. And uh, they're savages. Man, they're sat and she's a beast, bro. Like we got there like at 6 30 or a little after 6 30. By 8 21, she was born. Wow. So she to the hospital. That's a whole foods trip. Bro. <laughs> he came that back ass, with a baby though. That ass, bro. 
went to the grocery store, came back. That could have been us. Like, went to the grocery store, came back with a baby. Like, <laughs> and she did it with no epidural, no epidural. Had it all natural under an hour under like man, I mean I mean I, the whole thing was like an hour because we got there like after six thirty where she was born by eight twenty one bro so got there filled the paperwork you know uh, labor the whole shit born chilling by eight twenty one. The crazy thing about women too is like they they want that. It's like yeah I want to have kids I'm like you know you have to have it right. I don't gotta do shit I'll be here. So, you know what I mean? Now also too, um, for you, I think it's, uh, it's very cliche to say, but now, like now you have, uh, not a brand new lease on life, but like you have a whole other mission now. Yes. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it is a whole nother mission and, but it's cool because this is kind of where I wanted to be sort of as a man at some point in my life to start to right. and the fact whether the i the knowing of her coming helped propel it or just speed it up or just like help me skip a level to get here i'm happy because this is where i wanted to be anyway right but even the way i think now i've always wanted to think like i was like we gonna grow the fuck up greg clearly yeah, yeah. and like things like even finding out when she was um first gonna be born like finally when she was pregnant i was just like man like this is for real now bro like it's always <laughs> like, no you like you have to really make it worse worse sort of a cup for her not even for you anymore and maybe if that helps you help yourself as well but yes it's like this is you got something else to live for besides yourself you have something else to be responsible for besides yourself and like you, you need to do that bro you got that added motivation. Do you feel stress from that, or you feel just more like in terms of I'm I'm ready though. I love it because I I I always need because like like we talked about earlier, like acting, you yeah. need to be fully invested. I am the type of person that needs to be fully invested in whatever I do, and I have to have good reason to do it. I know I'm capable of a lot of shit. We all are. Yeah. So being capable of and having the motivation and the whatever how to do it is a whole different thing, and that encompasses so many different things and the execution the, well you were the execution is the hardest part didn't mean to cut you off sorry yeah no that's it the execution is the hardest part and and so I, i've always wanted to do certain things and be a certain way and learn certain things and think a certain way but like things like her just helped me it's like okay now you need to really do it. stop saying it and do it yep like, speed it up we don't have time that's why you know? it's just now you got to do it now you got to do it right now not even now but right now Yes. Yes. I mean, I love it because I'm doing all the things I've always wanted to do and learn all the things I've always wanted to learn. Now I'm excited about life. So she is a big reason why I'm excited about life again. Right. That's beautiful. And I, and, and, and she gave me a reason. She helped give me that reason. I was finding my way back and I've always found my way back, but this time finding my way back included her. Wow. That's dope. That's dope. Now I feel great. And I'm really like, this is the first time I'm, I've, I've always still felt great different times in my life, but this is the most excited for my future, no matter what. Right. Like, I want to control it. Like, this will be dope, God, but yeah, but you know, I want to do this, but it will be dope if this, but now I'm just like, you know what? Whatever. Right. I'm confident in what I do. If it's creatively in the arts, cool. If I want to do stand up, cool. If I want to just sit back and invest all day and start a hedge fund and be fucking acts, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billions, I could do that. Like, I Cop some of that GameStop, baby. 
bro, <laughs> come on, man. I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. If I just yes. want to have a simple life and live in the yesterday of whatever I thought I achieved and just live with my daughter and like, as long as I'm comfortable and I've got money, like, my, my desires continue to change every day, every week. Yes. Every month, every year. Yeah, so, for sure. They change every day. They, they really do. Um, yeah. I always ask... Um, you, you said you obviously you work out all the time. You've always been the fucking jacked little dude, though. <laughs> yeah, I like to, I like I've always been sort of like I play sports and stuff. So I always like like fit at least fit and healthy. Then I got to a level of like okay fitness. Uh, but yeah, I've always because I've always like playing sports to be an actress. I was a kid, karate, yeah. football, high school football. I played semi pro in L. A. You know, I like being I like to play a lot of flag football, like you know, basketball growing up. Like your brother said, taking shit serious. Like I, I've always been athlete. slapping the floor and shit. Bro, because being from Florida, that's what you were. Like in Florida, there's no options. You play sports, specifically football. That's the yep. Play football, you rap. And only a couple people from Florida at the time, like the South wasn't popular. The, the whole trap music era is just yeah. Just, this is pre this is for everyone listening, like this is like pre like the Kodaks and you know, it, it it was like it was like Trick Daddy, the Yin Yang Twins. And even then, it was only a few because that music was clowned on even earlier. Because the best music came out in the everybody wanted to be from New York. Hur- Hurricane Chris, lyrics. <laughs> Shout out Hurricane Chris. Come on the show, Hurricane Chris. Yeah, <laughs> but no, but I'm saying like that's so true. Like about Florida, it's like yo, if you can't run like a four three forty, like it's gonna be tough getting out. Like, what do you do to get out of here? Rap. Yeah. On, and then so let dope. me tell you something. So dope, bro. Down there, see, here's the thing about LA and Florida: the hoods are deceptive because they're houses. You know what I mean? So, like, you drive through, it's like this neighborhood's all right, and then you goes at night, you're like, dude, get the fuck out of here, out of here, bro, fast, quick. Yes, and and the weather being so nice all the time, everybody's outside all yeah. the time. Yeah. The hood is different down there than it is up here. It's different. It's different. You know what I mean? I feel comfortable in, in pretty much like, you know, if I'm not bothering anybody, I could walk through like kind of any hood here. Like I know enough people where they'd be like, oh, dude, he's just, he's a funny guy. He's not involved. Leave, leave him alone. Yeah. Um, down there, it gets sketchy quick. Yeah, bro. It's quick. Quick, quick. And stick up kids, all that type of shit. Like it's real. Gas, yo, I didn't know going to gas stations after like one o'clock in the morning down there is like a death sentence. Yeah, bro. Nah, you don't get that. Better drive you an electric vehicle and plug that shit up all day. Yo, that shit is wild, dude. I lived in Florida for a year last year. I lived in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, no wonder. The yeah. Hell? <laughs> yeah. And then um, I lived like, uh, I lived on the beach down there. But the right. beach that's where like all the homeless people were at so there's a lot of drug activity down there too because they're sleeping on the beach and shit but i'll tell you i had so many run-ins at 7-elevens down there like after 1 o'clock a couple of them i didn't think i was going to come out with my life thanks bro it's it's wild down there um yeah. you know, i know a kid in school that got into some it was it was, it was a shooting and, and with some involved, some kids that were involved from my high school, and having another fucking Seven Eleven. Yeah, dude, Seven Eleven. It gets real sketchy. Anyone I talked to down there was like, "Yeah, I was at Seven Eleven." They're like, "Dude, why the fuck did you go there? Why'd you go to Seven Eleven?" Um, two, like two more questions. I'll let you go be a dad. Um, <laughs> uh, do you still talk to anybody from the Vine days? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. A few people, man. Um, uh, shit, you again now? Yeah, that's then, it. Like I think we like I think we with the then we speak. What was it, bro? The beginning of COVID last year. Didn't we do like a was that last year? Beginning of COVID? Like it might have been. Yeah, like around that time. It was a few years ago. I I don't want to be alive. every once in a while. Like I said, I fucked with you, so every once in a while I would yeah. reach out. I, what I'm trying to say is, it's been before today. It's been at least a few years, but we've done it. Like it wasn't a long time ago. Like eight. Yeah, years yeah, ago. yeah. Like, no, 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 no. I know it's been frequent, but anyways, um, yeah, like Marcus Johns, Cody Johns, I still talk to. Um, on a regular batch, all the everybody, Melvin Gregg, batch, Mel, uh, uh, Morn, Daystorm, you know, the normal, yeah, 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 the ones I came with, yeah, 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 that the, the crew, um, the crew, uh, you know, Eric Dunn, crew, Dunn, Eric Dunn, Dunn, Dunn's my man, yeah, Dunn's a good dude, that's the guy, bro, he's yeah. the OG, he's the yeah. OG, legend. he's he an OG, Florida Viner, too. Florida Viner, man. There was a pocket of Florida Viners, bro. Hell yeah. Big FAU group, FSU kids. There was like a whole bunch, a whole bunch. The Florida kids was me, King Batch, Eric Dunn, Robbie Ayala, Cody Johns, Marcus Johns. Yep. Um, who else? Who am I missing? Uh, no, that's not, he's Texas. But anyways, yeah. There was a bunch. Yeah, bro. It was a floor. Oh, Lele Pons is from Florida. That's right. That's right. See, my thing was, I was like, yeah, like, nah, I'm not going to, like, sell out. Kids, sell out. Don't worry about it. Go get your money in Los Angeles. Oh, don't worry about money. Don't worry about what anybody thinks about you. Thankfully, I was able to rebound, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I live a nice life now. Yeah. Uh, but listen, you guys, listen to me. <laughs> this thing, huh? if someone offers you to go sell out, go fucking sell out. Okay. I listen, I, I like up until like three years ago, like I've been, the, I was like, I've been the starving artist. I'll sell whatever you want me to sell now. Give me a fucking check. All right. Oh, put that up and make it. And I understand the concept of money. Like I'm not too prideful. Like, and it's not even sell. Fuck no. Like how is it? Sell? You're using something that quite frankly, we get paid too much to do. Hell yeah. It's like, if you don't get your privilege. <laughs> punk ass up, man. These people that got, got to go like, Bro, I sold an NFT yesterday for three thousand dollars. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude, I, I sold one of my uh, "Let Me Suck Your Titty" NFTs. I thought about making all. That's all I wanted to get to with you. Whether we stay on here, do it off the line, but I yeah, yeah, yeah. My old Vine videos into NFTs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you should. I did it yesterday. I was just like, oh, I want to make a little money today. For one. Yeah. Well, they 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 pay you in Ethereum, so it was just like um, better, even better. Yeah, so they they paid me like it was, like, what's Ethereum at now? Like point two thousand. So like yeah, so I got it one. No, I got it twenty five hundred. I got one and a half Ethereum yesterday. Like a little. A, a, so there's like a site. We'll talk about it after. I'll tell you like the site. I don't want to leak it because like we're getting, getting money yeah. out here. Get money, get money out here. Not me. Um, but yeah, so I just, dude, I, I sat in my bed yesterday and sold an NFT. I love that, bro. That's, That's what I'm saying. It's just like, yo, take it, like you said, take your old shit and make money off of it now. Somebody, dude, I got to go back to New York because I got all my, all my old vines, bro. 500s and hundreds and hundreds on my laptop. Yeah, sell it as a collection. You can do the whole thing. Self. behind the scenes how we made videos yeah 
when we was all hanging out, like all your old favorite, like hot dude, bro. There's some- That's what I'm saying. Make a Vine documentary. Sell it. NFT it. Yeah, just give me ten percent. Why don't we produce that shit together? Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, bro. That's why it's like I'm so much smarter. I've made a lot of like business decisions, like not smart ones. I have, but like you know. But for me, it's just like now I know I had to like take those bumps and bruises to be like, this isn't how you do business. You need to be better at at being a businessman. Like whether it's just like being like you know one being on time, uh, two. Two, um, saying, doing, following through with what you said you were going to do, uh, taking care of your money, uh, other people's money, because people are invested in each other nowadays. That's how it works. Um, these are things I had to learn, bro. I had to fuck up. I just had to fuck up. People have to understand we all have to fuck up. Now it's, do you stay in bed and worry about it? Or do you get yourself up and get yourself help and figure out, you know what, when I get in this situation later in life, how do I not fuck it up? Our lives are a compilation of fuck-ups. That's just what it is. There's always things we could do better, right? But it's the things that come from the shit that we fucked up, you know? We lose certain things. Now we have to be, uh, now we have to persevere. We need to learn how to get to this next level. And this is, this is all part of the business, dude. Nobody thought podcasting would be as big as it is. No one thought that social media would be as big as it is. People invest millions and millions of dollars in people like us every day. Right. You know? Right. Stay ahead of the curve, though. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because we're definitely going to connect offline. Uh, yep. I, I agree. And that's what I meant when I said earlier when you asked me, this is what I'm like excited now as a, as a grown man, like all the things I've ever wanted to learn about being forward thinking and being innovative. Used to think like, how did Elon Musk become Elon Musk? How did these great people become great people? It's like we have, bro. Like being now talking about crypto and NFTs, like bro, we're pro- we are potentially when our parents were around when they said, "What is www.com?" Like we're there, bro. Yeah, man. Rack up and be. And this is the new gold rush of how people, rich white men, and everybody else got rich in the 1800s. That Rockefeller money, yeah, bread that we can like set our our generations up on anyway, off shit they created off of regulations and rules that they created exactly there's like yeah we'll do like this kind of interest rate uh you know uh they can't the federal government can't touch this after like 50 years like they all made up these fucking rules made it up so now we about to beat you at your- yeah man that's just that's this guy i hear you bro and i feel you um listen man produce the vine documentary though since you had the idea bro have you ever thought about producing it? you got a lot of friends in the business i mean you know i'm on production i've, I've been taking I, like I'm on, I have my own production company now i've been filming and stuff and like doing my own projects but like i'm that forward thinking like if you have an idea like that like who's to say we can't just do it why not i mean it, at some point people like that's the nft yeah and then just release it as an nft and let somebody buy it so that like let's think of it like this it's like uh when's the 10th anniversary of vine next year oh, 2012 2023 2023 so 2023. that's better so that's better do a 10-year anniversary of vine 10 years and make a compilation and sell it as an nft somebody will buy it listen dude but in two right. years, is it too do it in two years i got a palms of paradise in my in my living room dog I like this. You know bro. what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta be thinking about money all day. 
I used to, I used to never think about money and now it's just like, how can I make some more money today? Yeah. I used to be fucking so lazy. I could be less lazy even today, but like, I'm just like, dude, like, all right, how am I going to do this? Dude, I did like, uh, do you do cameo? I did. I used to do cameo, but I stopped because it wasn't, and I didn't, is it blowing up now? Dude, I I did like 2000 this year. At 40. Yeah. At like at $40 a piece. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, man, you got to make these things work for you, bro. That's why I'm saying it's like, that's why I always tell the people, the listeners of the show, if there's something you want to just take a shot on, just, just try it, try it. But I look at it like this. It's like, I used to be a, uh, a toe dipper, like, you know, like the, you know, you go to the swimming pool, you tip your, you dip your toe in. You're like, oh, it's kind of cold. I'll come back like a little bit later. Just fucking jump in, dude. If it fails, it fails. Who gives a shit? Like if you say you launch a website tomorrow, right? Um, about your production company or um, you launch any kind of uh, business tomorrow. So what if it fails? You learn from it and you don't make the same mistake again. What do, what have you done all like you know think about all the work you've done up to this point you've already proved to yourself that you could do things since you were like what nine years old you've been on fucking TV since you were like nine mm-hmm. you know right especially as a as a black man in America like you know I don't got to tell you how hard it is right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like you know what it is you got to worry about going to the store every day. So they'll like, I always think of it like this. It's like, yo, man, no one's going to tell me when I used to go to school, I used to tell them, yo, I'm not going to go to college, but I'm going to be all right. I'm going to do okay. I'm going I'm to make my life. I want to live my life how I want to live my life. Right. I'm not like, listen, I love money and shit. I try to do my best to make as much of it as possible. But also my thing is, yo, bro, if I'm living the way that I want to live and I'm comfortable And I can make sure like if someone in my family needs a little bread, I can hit somebody off every once in a while. Like I'm, and you know, be able to invest in my brother. Like I started a podcast with my brother, Michael, and it's, we had ads from the second episode on now. So like, we're making money doing a show together. Right. Once a week. That's so dope, bro. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it's just like, yo, it's sponsored. Yeah. We have like check. So now you get, now you get to do what you love, which you with someone you love and you get paid for. Have you watched our podcast yet? I'm, I'm bro. I'm watch it. Watch, watch our podcast. Where, where can I find it? I'm sorry, bro. In YouTube. I'll send. I'll send it to you. You text me after this. I bet. Uh, tell Corey to give you my number and then and then we'll link up. Right. But I'm telling you, bro. It's like I look at guys like you that like took Vine and went with it. I love seeing like guys that I cared about in the beginning doing well. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm very proud of you. I'm very happy for you, especially with your daughter. Um, Thank you, bro. you know, I, you know, I did a little research before I'm like, yeah, my man is out here working, dude. My man's is working, doing his thing. Um, yeah. Um, I, just so you know, dude, like, as you call me like a vine legend, dude, we're all legends in this world to somebody, whether, whether it be on the internet to our kids, to our family members, we're all legends, bro. But to see you prospering still, it makes me very happy um, because, you know, we came from a from a phone app where you couldn't do anything. Like you said, you had to tap like this to fucking do it. 
you know they yeah. created they created for stop motion and we made sus raps and made money sorry guys bro we we did we did that dog we that's what i'm that. saying that's what i'm saying but it, it takes a lot of work like to do what you did and mold that into a career you had a career before you let this be a part of your career it rolled into it mm-hmm. and then you took it to the next level that's yeah. something you, sh- you should be very proud of that every day and then it's just how do i build on it you talked about mental earlier, man. And first of all, thank you. I'm first of all, I appreciate you. Thank you for that. And I was thinking the same about you. Like, I'm I thought that earlier is weird to say, but I was like, I feel proud of I'm proud of you. Just even when you t- just talking about your mental health and like talking about your anxiety and how you got over it, how you beat it, how you fought it, and how you grow. Like, I'm proud to see you still being the same person. Yeah, man. Since your aura of who you are hasn't changed, you just kind of you just grew up. Everybody, yeah. like, man, we, that's what we do, bro. Like we had to grow up. Just grow up. So I'm proud of you as well, man. I just wanted to thank you for that and tell you that I was thinking that myself. Like, yeah, bro. Love the person you, you, I mean, you've but you're still you. That's the crazy. Oh, part. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always going to be me. I'm be uh, uh, wild as I can be without getting in trouble. You know what I mean? But like, um, yeah, what listen, we- dude, I'm telling you, um, I, I always appreciate it when people come on this show. But, you know, we've, we've known each other for like almost 10 years now, like yeah. through, through the internet and, you know, as soon as I saw your name, I was super hype. I was like, oh, I was like, uh, I haven't seen him in so long. I haven't heard from him in so long. Well, yeah. and I was like, you know, it's going to be nice to have a catch-up conversation. Um, first of all, get my number from Corey. I need to see pictures of this baby because I love babies. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, And um, listen, uh, uh, this is the part where you plug anything you want to plug. Man, uh yeah speak okay yeah i just did a short film so my speaking of my production company I, I i'm like in the process of trying to sell a show right now okay what's it about uh it's an anthology series uh and it's about mental health oh dope it's about a young psychiatrist and the way he helps and treats his patients he uses a very special method and that method will be displayed in the show over oh. episodes so i released one of the episodes as a short film and i got in so far um Pan-African, we premiered a month ago, so I'm um, promoting it on my IG. The the festival's over, so you can't watch it now. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I, if that was the case, I'd tell you support that. However, what I was speaking of and rounding up the conversation with the NFTs, my business partner and I were contemplating on, I mean, we're still selling it, so we sell it to a streaming service or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even if these individual episodes that I can't have to reshoot anyway, like selling content as NFTs, yeah. Um, so I'll nothing yet, but that's what it will be when I do. Like, just check out, you know, my short film because it's not up public yet until we finish our festival run. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, just look out for whatever. Like, my what I really love is cinematic theatrical projects. What I've been doing, I love buying, I love stand up, and you know, support me on that. But if anybody ever sees me, and it's got to be good, don't do it just because I'm asking you. Like, you gotta think it's good. But if you ever see me release anything that's serious or creative, like. Ask for level of future support. Yeah. Whatever in your life, you were hearing about watching, that's watch it, buy it, eight dollars, you know, because I'm trying to revolutionize. Like you just said, we can take control of our of our intellectual stuff for the first time in history. I think this is huge. Yeah, man. And I'm telling you, um, everybody else got rich. Time for us to get rich now. Thanks, bro. You know what I mean? We we've been getting beat down for too long. We don't need this shit anymore. I need a bag and I want it now. Um, but listen, man. Uh, listen, Greg Clarity Davis, Davis Clarity Gregory. Uh, 
I'm just going to try and figure out whatever name I want to call you from now on because we're going to talk to each other every day. Every day. Um, but listen, man, I'm, like I said, I'm proud of you, bro. Thank you for coming on the show and talking with me. Uh, everybody, listen, go to oneonelife.com for all your uh, wellness needs, whether it be financial, uh, physical, mental. They got it all taken care of over there. Make sure to check out my guy, Clarity. Um, let's throw him to the Instagram, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, at Clarity on Instagram. Uh, like I said, good buddy of mine for a long time. Vine OG, real OG, triple OG. Um, and like I said, thank you so much. Best of luck in fatherhood, my friend. And um, I'm looking forward to anything. Like I said, you ever need help with anything, you let me know. I'll love yeah, to be a, a part of it. Right now. Sounds good, bro. Thank you so much for coming on, man. All right, my brother. God bless Peace. you. Thank you, you too. Peace. Peace.